0: The maid is back and our doors are once open to the public. Our new location is 921 Washington Street, downtown Oakland. Our new hours are 11 to 7 Fridays and Saturdays, and 11 to 3 on Sundays. For the past few years and still to this day, the support of people like you has allowed us to continue to bring history to you through lectures and interviews like the one you hear in a few minutes. I'm Chun. And I'm Miles. This week, we have Chris Berkey, the
1: event manager at The Maid. Uh, They've helped put on numerous events around the Bay and at our museum for the past couple years, and we are very thankful to have them on the show.
0: Oh, God. I've been been already downloading it on my PlayStation 5 already. I'm going to announce it to be the game of the year already. Mm It will be the game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Cats first. Cats first. You know what's the best thing of the game? You can scratch other people's wall and like all the... You can just do all the stuff cats do in the real life. Yeah... Well, Mm -hmm. let's hope them they are trying to do this together with upgrading the hardware of Switch. Well, if they actually do it, doing good on that, I won't, I won't mind paying like a little bit more money every month for them, but it has to be good. Uh,
1: Speaking of Switch, uh, both Nintendo and Valve are warning players about playing their handheld consoles during the heat waves that are happening around the world. Uh, you know, the, those consoles, the, the Steam Deck and the Switch, use a lot of solder in there. And a uh, little-known fact about solder, very easy to melt...
0: They are just not built to run normally in such an environment, such extreme no, nothing environment. Is. Just...
1: I feel like they've been threatening to do this for like two, three years at this point.
0: I think a a while ago they announced some kind of news about that and then people are pretty upset and they actually put they actually delayed the timeline of that. Not sure about that.
1: Well. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I won't be surprised if someone actually turned it into a playable Lego Atari. Yep. Mhm.
2: Of course. It's a pleasure to be here. Ooh, great questions. Um, OK, favorite game of all time, I'm probably going to have to go with Banjo-Kazooie for the Nintendo 64. Uh, just a classic. I love that game so much. Very formative in my younger age. Uh, as far as franchises go, though, Pokemon definitely has my heart now and forever, uh, so a big fan of that. Uh, what am I currently playing? Uh, I just started Stray, which is the new cat game from Annapurna, um, yeah, and that, that is such a fantastic game. I highly recommend it to any cat lovers or pet lovers in general out there. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so I started volunteering with the MAID in 2017. So it's been five years now, which is wild to think about. Um, Five whole years with the MAID. Uh, Yeah, so so mostly for events coordination, I'd say it's been sort of like 80% external, 20% internal, uh, definitely previously pre-pandemic i was doing a lot more for internal events um but since you know lockdown has lifted and we also have our new amazing space in oakland uh we are opening up now to have some more external events available so i have been uh back at work doing a lot of that throughout the year 2022 Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, definitely one of my favorites has always been GDC. We've had the opportunity to go to the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco um, back in 2018 and 19, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and we have a great relationship with the organizers there who have helped give us uh, booth space on the expo floor. So we have the opportunity to talk about the MAID as like a local preservation initiative. And of course, the attendants there are all gamer-centric people uh, and professionals in the industry. So we do have a lot of great awareness that comes out of that event. Um, And then also, another one that I've really liked is that we have done some events over at the Chabot Space and Science uh, Museum, which is also here in Oakland, up in the hills. Uh, They have some amazing um, events that they throw every year and every week also. Uh, They do like a first Friday type of thing uh, for the first Friday of every month. And uh, we've had the opportunity to be there to do some interactive exhibits so, you know, attendees can check out the maid, but then also, like, go to a telescope and go check out some, like, stars super far away. So it's a nice, like, interesting combo of, of two things at once. Oh yeah, beautiful and nerdy, that's what we go for. I do indeed. Uh, I work on the marketing team at Ubisoft. I have been there since 2019, um, so right before the pandemic is basically when I started. Um, and yeah, I've, I've done a ton of different jobs actually, which is kind of a weird, I've had a weird journey here. Um, <laughs> we, we went through like a couple of changes internally, so my job also ended up changing. Originally, I came on to do organic social media marketing as well as content creator marketing. Uh, And now my my job has has, uh, mostly shifted to only content creator marketing, but it's more on a global scale. So instead of just managing North America, I am now doing global strategy on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's it's broken down into different regions. So for what we do on marketing, it's it's based on geographical region. So for example, like the United States is a region, and the United Kingdom is a region, right? So it's it's just different uh, how we sort of group everything together. Um, and to your point, you know, Ubisoft is a worldwide company. We have studios that make our games throughout the world as well. So depending on the game and depending on what's coming out, we might also do special activations uh, for. Or certain titles, if that you know, uh, studio or specific region of the world is relevant to the game that we're putting out. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Of course, yeah, this is always a fun story to tell. Uh, so I went to college for music. I have a music, a bachelor's in music is my undergrad. Uh, and when I graduated there, I had a friend, shout out to James Landino for anybody who knows him. He is a composer and music producer in the video game and anime world. Um, He was working at a studio called Harmonix. They are the video game studio that makes rock band and also created Guitar Hero, Dance Central, so music rhythm games is what they specialize in. And he was working there as a composer, and I was like just finishing up my last semester of college, and he was like, hey, we're looking for a QA tester. Do you want to apply? And I was like, hell yeah, Like, of course I need a job coming out of college, right? So I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." I have no idea what's going on in QA, but sounds sounds good. So I I interviewed at Harmonix, and uh, it was really funny because uh, at the same time, I was. Interning with an indie developer, uh, their name were was the Grim Bros, uh, and they they put out a game that got kickstarted, and it was coming out the same year that I was graduating, so it kind of worked out that I was helping to be their like press intern. So I went with them to a couple of conventions like Gamescom in Germany and uh, like PAX West in Seattle. Um, just to help them market the game. So that was happening while I was in doing this interview for the QA position at Harmonix. And when I was interviewing, I was telling them, hey, I'm totally interested. I can start in, let's say, like a month or two, uh, because I have to finish up this internship where I'm you know, going to different conventions for the other studio. And long story short, they were like, well, you know, we really love your resume and this is definitely an awesome fit. However, we needed somebody for this QA position like yesterday. So we need someone to get on like right now. And we can't wait basically for for you to finish up your internship. So... Yeah, so I got rejected from my first QA position, which is not an uncommon uh, thing to happen here in the industry. But that's totally fine, because it worked out. Because uh, the folks who interviewed me for the QA position, they gave my resume to their uh, biz dev director. um, And they were like, you need to hire her for community management. And then in a few months uh, after that, I ended up getting an internship at Harmonix when that other previous one had ended. for community management. And then very quickly afterwards, they had flipped me to full time right after I graduated. So I ended up uh, moving into the harmonics music video game world from my background in music um, and moved into that community management position. And then after that, you know, as time went on, eventually just shifted it full on into video games as my profession instead of just the musical element that came with harmonics. Yeah. yeah oh for sure Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god i am so excited for the new space um it's beautiful it's clean it shows off the games and shows off our collection in such a way that we have never really seen it before. It's a welcoming space, it is perfectly placed in Oakland, it's accessible to public transportation, it's right there, like right off of 12th and the BART station there. Um, there's so many good things going for the maid right now. It's, it's incredible. So I, I strongly recommend and encourage those who have not yet visited, of course, to come and join us there. But, um, yeah, I just, I think in particular, the layout of the new space is something that I'm really excited about. Um, and something that we're gonna like turn into this, like really awesome, engaging, interactive type of museum versus the more come in and play everything all day as, as we've had before. Yep, exactly. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm always going to be biased for the Nintendo 64 because that is my console and I love it forever. And I know everyone's like, oh, 64, you know, because usually it's like either GameCube past the 64 or SNES and NES before it, but never not well not as many for the 64 so i'm gonna put in my i love 64 that's me so anything on the 64 i'm totally down with um but in the past we have done an exhibit that celebrated uh sonic's anniversary and we had that sonic exhibit that was it was such a huge hit and i remember we brought that to one of our external events uh mag west a couple years ago it was a huge hit. Everybody loved it. Um, so that one really sticks out to me as like a really fun collaborative effort from a lot of volunteers that put their you know creative energy into that one exhibit to make it really shine. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like fresh ish off of uh, Mania as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm pretty sure we did. And uh, our creative director, Steven, made this really amazing like golden ring from Sonic that we put up as like the sort of exhibit centerpiece. Um, And that was really fun to just like attract people and, and bring everyone into the exhibit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh my gosh. So uh, I moved to California in 2017. Like I was I was so fresh here. I was like a few months, little baby Californian. And, um, you know, I was like, well, crap, I need something to do with my life. And I'm a nerd and I love video games. And so I just, you know, puts around on the internet to see what sort of like local uh, museums or just, you know, in general places where I could volunteer in the Bay area were, um, the maid definitely came up and, and honestly, I don't know if you remember it, but right off of the highway, we used to have that huge, uh, video game sign. It was like video game museum right off the side of the highway. And that actually worked, to be honest. Like a lot of people can see that from the highway, so I remember that, and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." So I looked it up on online, and then you know, it said we have volunteer meetings every week, and I came to my first volunteer meeting, and it was like super chill, um, as as with all volunteer meetings, you know. Um, and yeah, honestly, since then I was just like, "How can I get involved? What can I do?" I wanted to do something that. I am familiar with, which is running events and handling like staffing at events and staffing schedules and that kind of thing. Very producer kind of work, but something that I didn't explicitly do in my professional career. So it was kind of a nice outlet to be able to flex that skill that I have, but also not feel like I was doing a second job at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. As long as you have basic moral decency, you're good with us. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I <laughs> Uh, So so again, Like I'm mostly working on external events, so I'm happy to talk about some places that the MAID upcoming is going to be present at. So we have a couple ones that are in the works for the summer that are really exciting. Uh, The first one is, again, we are going to be at MAG West. Uh, So for those who don't know what that is, MAG stands for Music and Games, uh, and it's the Music and Games Festival of the West Coast. Uh, There is a main MAG Fest that happens every year as well, um, but we're sort of the western version so that takes place in san jose uh mid august i believe the dates are august 19 to 21 whatever that weekend is there um so the maid will be there we'll be showing off some you know great games of course uh please come by if you're already planning to attend please say hi at the booth and let us know you know how you found us and if you're interested in volunteering of course always open for the call for volunteers um so MagWest is sort of the next big one Right on the heels of that we are going to the California Academy of Sciences in San Francisco in Golden Gate Park uh, and they have a special nightlife uh, adult only night event which is really fun. Yeah so every Thursday they close down the museum only for adults it's like a special event type of thing and so the one coming up in August it is August 25th uh, so the last Thursday in August is going to be a video game themed night So the MAID will be there, as well as a bunch of other um, community organizations throughout the Bay Area that are video game themed. So it won't be just us. You'll get a really nice smattering of like all the what the Bay Area has to offer for video game organizations, which is really cool. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. I mean, for anyone who has been there, you can already, you know, you already know how amazing the Cal Science area is and the museum itself. but if you haven't, like this is the perfect opportunity to go. Um, so it's a great way to support both museums. Uh, Cal Science is also a nonprofit I learned uh, and they do some incredible work on the you know conservation and preservation side of life as well as you know when we have preservation of video games, it's not the same but similar kind of thing. Um, so it's a really nice collaboration that we have with them. Thank um. you. Yeah, anytime. And, you know, if uh, folks ever have any questions about how to get involved in the MAID, I'm sure you've said it many times on this podcast. So, you know, any volunteer opportunities, we welcome people who are interested in volunteering at external events as well. So if you really want to get that experience of, you know, talking to people, helping people learn more about the museum, and also just those interpersonal skills, uh, the MAID really does offer that as some really unique opportunities. And we have some really great relationships with people in the Area. Area and official organizations as well. So all around, it's some good stuff uh, and I'm always gonna always gonna be a promoter for it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a pleasure.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to some upcoming events. Was a mess.
0: Wow! I got a PS Five in original price. That is that not enough then? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I won, and I'm broke. Yes. Yes, I do, and I'm. That's why I have I have access to the to the to the game straight because it's they they do the they were won't release on the subscription plan either. So I just mm-hmm. download it straight away, and then they also provide me uh, the PS Five version of uh, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, and a lot of old classics PS Four games, and then I also, nice. um, my console also comes together with uh, Horizon. The Forbidden West. You pl- and then uh, right on the left side of my PS5 is my Switch, which also still have, of course, Monster Hunter, and Sunbreak. And then coming in a, a week or a, a, a little bit more than a week, then Cinnoblade 3 is coming. And then I think in September, Splatoon 3 is coming. I have too many games to play, but mm-hmm. too little time. yeah i need i need more hours in a day like more than 48 hours in a day (laughs) yeah
1: Great game. hmm
0: I heard people are doing crazy stuff in Rust like some people they will be so obsessed with the game that they they will have a they will have the shift schedule that they make sure 24 hours there are people watching off their base so literally Jesus Christ it's like working but without getting paid Well, I would do it if I got paid for it. Like virtual security guard.
1: <laughs> I have been playing Raft. Uh, uh, my friends and I picked it up about two-ish weeks ago. Um, you know, play like two, three hours a week. Um, it's good. the The only problem I have with it is that the starting like two hours, um, basically where you're still like setting up all the systems you need in order to play the game. Um, the first few hours are really rough. Like, we we I I at least almost quit because like just the starting thing you're constantly dehydrated you're constantly like starving uh you can't go out and collect things because your hook is broken and you don't have enough materials to repair it because you can't hook things with your hook because it's broken well sounds like we go out and try and catch things then the shark will eat you and the shark can just one shot you so it's like you have to there's this very rough initial phase of everything kills you you're not making any progress you lose all your progress whenever you die um, when you get past that point, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. hmm
0: We'd like to send out a big thank you to everyone who donated recently, and to our Patreon supporters who keep the me afloat. Patreon donors get to listen to this podcast one week before it's released on major streaming services, and we we'll continue that with future episodes every week. This week's episode was brought to you
1: in part by Patreon donors Justin H E, Anastasia Kim, and Andreas Varga. Thank you so much for your support. Till next time, I'm Miles. I'm Chen. Peace.